Nation. Check me out on Instagram at Get Toned with E. Also, my business page is We Get Toned on IG. <laughs> hey guys, it's Whitney. And this is so funny. I'm laughing because I'm like, earlier today, I was like, Whitney, look at your Instagram handle so you can know exactly <laughs> what it is. And I forgot. But I know for sure. <laughs> you check out my store at Shop2230. And my personal page is Whitney White One. There could be an underscore, but there there may not be. But you'll find me. What up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Go follow our IG page. Uh, it's Hospitality Underscore Queens. Yes. So then you'll also be able to check us out there. We'll have our Instagrams on there. For sure. Welcome back to another great day, <clears throat> episode if- five. Ooh, we ready, y'all. We out here. Um, I'm living um, a stormy dream right now as I'm enjoying watching Whitney from the other way, living her best life. Aaron's in Dallas. Please tell us about it. Like, what's... Well, first, we want to say rest in peace and our condolences to, like, everyone impacted by that accident in Dallas. It's just really very, very sad, so... Yeah, so for the people that don't know, there was a 70 to 100 car crash. They really haven't got their story straight on that. Um, But they said they reported nine died, but coming to find out there was a lot more than nine people passed away. It was in Fort Worth, and it just got really crazy. Um, Dallas, Texas ain't really built for snow, ice, anything. So we don't do very well when it decides to come and visit us. So how how close are you to where the accident happened? Um, I'm like an hour away. So I am on the north side of Fort Worth. Um, When you guys think of DFW, think of it like literally north, south, east, west. I am on the north side, um, closer to Plano, Frisco area. Uh, this happened to over in Fort Worth. A lot of people are familiar with Arlington because we have the Cowboy Stadium, Six Flags, etc. Um, so I'm not that close by that area. Um, but I, from the people that I do talk to that has actually drove on that highway, they say it's crazy fast. Like it's one of those like toll highways. So people are always going hella fast. So it was black ice and nobody was paying attention. So plus you can't see black ice on a dark road, you know, so... Um, if you guys are in Dallas, be careful, drive slowly. Like it ain't that deep. Everybody can wait until where you got to go. So drastically, but we are snowed in right now. We have, I've been here second time living here and I've never even had snow that lasted more than a day. So this, this shit is real. Okay. Me and my son were walking into today and like our feet are sinking in the snow. Like it is some inches. It's real out here. Um, but it's really pretty too. Like, it's like, I, I love to see this cause you don't see it very often and it's just so pretty yet. It's like, damn, I wish I had, would have got all the things I would have desired at the store because your girl want to make, be like chef bar D up in here, mm-hmm. but I'm about to be chef bar R E with all <laughs> the great stuff I have. In my it's almost like a culture <laughs> shock kind of like, damn, like the snow out of nowhere, it's inches of snow. 
like inches. It's like seven degrees here, like yeah, seven. So crazy. it is supposed to get down to to one, you know, like in the negatives possibly. Um, but it's supposed to snow again on Wednesday. So I feel like usually where we would have been having an opportunity to dry up, we're not. Like we're going to mm-hmm. be like this till the weekend. Mm-hmm. So don't um, <clears throat> make it do what it do with that. Um, how's the weather over there, girl? Y'all, y'all living free? Girl, no. It's, I mean, it's cold. It's rainy, cold, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, that's how it was all weekend. But I like weather like this because it's, like, cozy, so I don't mind it. But I'm really excited about <clears throat> our drinks today. We got a margarita Monday today. Hey. We love a good margarita. We need like air horns. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> margarita. margarita was like such an easy choice for us because mm-hmm. we're not we're not new to this, y'all. We mm-hmm. true. Yeah, we actually true. today, so I brought all this stuff to make a margarita at the studio and I was like shaking it in a shaker. I'm like, damn, I haven't shaken a cocktail in a long ass time. Like it's been a minute. It's been a while. And I actually found this. Um, so me and Aaron both <clears throat> made our own margaritas. But I wanted to tell you all about this story I found. Um, just some, like, I guess a story about where margarita came from. So it says some, it says some say the cocktail was invented in 1948 in Acapulco, Mexico, when a Dallas socialite Combine Blanco tequila with Contro. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't think I'm saying that right. Contro. Contro. Mm. And lime juice for her guests. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I already like her. I already like her. <laughs> she was making sure her guest was lit. Okay. Yeah. So that's Love like it. a cute little story I found about where margarita came from. So, Aaron, how did you make your margarita today? So today I used a little bit of Espolone Reposado, which is a gold tequila. I used uh, the Zing Zang Margarita Mix. And then I did a fresh squeezed orange in there. And I will post a video how I made that. I call that a Texas margarita because people, when they come to Texas, like we make it a couple different ways. We always put like a little bit of orange or we may put a little bit of Grandma Yay, but that's a meltdown to me when you add that Grandma Yay. Mm-hmm. So a Texas margarita just adds a little bit of orange into it. Some places use like orange juice, you know, me, I like everything fresh and ready to go. Of course, I'm at home. Um, so I did some fresh orange um, in there and it's delish. Mm, okay. I love that fresh orange. So I made mine also with Espelon, Reposado, tequila. Um, I used a little bit of triple sec, um, a little bit of simple. And a fresh squeeze of a lime. Um, then I shook that with ice, poured over ice, and then I did a grandma float on top. Oof. Yeah. Honey. I did. Winnie came through with the shits today. I she said, you got to have a fresh-ass margarita mm-hmm. with the grandma. With the grandma. I'm mad jelly. Like, I wish I would have that right now. Yeah. That sounds so good. Yeah. Gotta have that grandma. She brought it, she brought it broad t- bartender style, you guys. This is a real recipe. My ass got that zing zang from the stove. <laughs> and 
call it a day, but that's that real, like, if you don't have no mixer and you don't know how to make a margarita as a bartender, you need to reevaluate your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like really, like, simple margaritas. I don't like a lot of mixes. I did actually buy a sweet and sour because it made me think about Friday's margaritas. Remember what that sweet and sour makes? So <laughs> yeah. it was like nostalgic for me. So I just picked it up. I'm like, you know what? I can still use it for something else. But um, yeah, I'm not a mixer, but I love a fresh. And I actually had a, um, an orange as well, but I was like rushing. I was like, fuck it. I don't need it. I got the triple sec, whatever. And the grandma. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, so people that don't know about changer. that triple sec, it is a orange base liqueur. So it doesn't, it's not going to give you like an overpowering orange taste, but it does kind of give you a little bit of that. It's a liqueur. So liqueur is not a full liquor, but it does have a little bit of liquor content into it. So cheers. Cheers. If you guys can make a margarita real quick, uh, make one, please. So good. So good. So good. Oh. Girl, I had a week for you. Okay, well, weekends. Happy Valentine's Day once again to all the lovers out there in the house. Yeah, and all the singles too. Happy Valentine's Day to us. It was a great day. Um, and we're actually recording on a Monday. We usually record on Wednesday, so it's like fresh off of Valentine's Day weekend, which I like too. Um, because I was just talking about this to my friend. Like everybody posting their booze, like. It was keeping it secret, and so your Sunday was like pat out. Like I'm doing this questionnaire on Facebook about how we met, who said I love you first, all that shit. I'm like, okay, I love it. Let it all out. Let it all out. I love love. Um, Ooh. So, are you a uh, when you're in a relationship? Are do you put it on Facebook, or does it depend on your partner? No, I'm always private for quite some time. Um, it's just because I be having a little, you know, stalkerish vibes on my page, you know? Um, and so I need to make sure that I'm secure and my situation is secure at all times. And also, I'm just a really private person. I'm actually still struggling with opening up about my life, still now to this day. I'm just a private person because I'm like, I don't really need all the excess attention. So I prefer to be private, you know, um... And I date dudes that are pretty, like, chill. Like, I'm already their excitement, Mm -hmm. so to be, like, extra, extra is really not their jam. So I'm pretty private. Like, you ain't gonna know I got a boo for, like, a minute. And you might not, you might know I got one, but you probably won't ever see him unless you see me out in the streets. Yeah. I like keeping the relationship private. I like that piece. Yeah, because what I don't have time for is people trying to hunt my man down and tell him about what the old he used to do. <laughs> I don't have time for that. No, thank you. What the old no, E used to do? Girl, nah, you already they, told him, so it wouldn't be a surprise. No, they be knowing, but it's 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 those people that don't want to see you do great. And I've mm-hmm. had someone here that I didn't even talk to him like that, but he liked me so much that he would just put salt out. Like, he'd just be putting those nasty vibes, like, out out in the universe. Every time he see me with a nigga, like, it was just always some shit. And it's like, you know, you got you got the drama. And I'm just... There'd be a lot of people that like you and you think that they want good for you, but when they see you with the next, they don't. Like, they just don't. And I don't That's like true. that. 
like he used to talk shit about me and everybody I dated, like all the dudes I might have dated, because he see me because he's someone I'm not interested in, and you always out, so you're gonna see me, and he always used to be talking shit. So it's like, no, nah, I don't need, I don't need you to have access to my situation. <laughs> That's not no. Uh-uh. Ew. No, I don't like no y'all, because when you be cute, sometimes I don't want to see you be great. I'm just saying. And that reminds me of um, DJ Khaled, even though that's annoying. They don't want you to have a whatever, whatever. He's annoying as fuck, but the whole time, all DJ Khaled is doing is like manifesting in a way. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. Just really abruptly, though. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I don't find him annoying. Can he be a bit much sometimes? Yeah, but I just take him in doses. But I really enjoy that he like just wakes up with the shits like hey i'm saying thank you like it's always like a hey and i'm like you know what nothing he is saying is wrong yeah it's not bad it's super positive (laughs) it's super positive it's really it's great but sometimes it's just a lot that's just like it's a lot the mean person in me saying it's annoying because sometimes it can just be annoying but i mean he's amazing He's fucking amazing. I'm sub- I'm subscribed. I'm following still, but you know it could still be a little annoying. That's all. Yeah. I love um his son's hair, Assad. I'm like, can we please share his secrets? Cause <laughs> <laughs> I need them yeah. for Jonah. <laughs> uh, the curly journey is real, especially it's on boys. It's like, uh it's such like a, a such a thing my nephew had like extremely extra kinky curls mm-hmm. that always get natted up like nat on nat and <laughs> one day he just was like ma cut this shit the fuck off <laughs> she cut it off and he was happy girl he was like i'm over it because you know as moms you want them to just embrace their curls and blah blah, blah. And he loved it for a minute and then he was like okay i'm over it i'm trying to play soccer this shit is in the way it's got to go. I know. I really want Jonah to keep his long hair. I just really, I love it. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I'm like, you could be a hair model. You could go places with his hair. It's so beautiful. So I just don't want to cut it yet. Coming from a woman, he going to be like, Ma, I'm trying to live my best life in this hair. Ain't going to do it for me. Men have long hair. I was watching. Huh? Dash has very long hair. He has dreads. Um, but he likes that. Yeah, I want to get. I know. I want him to have some braids, some like pop smokes or something. He gonna get braided for the summer, for real. I was watching this. We'll um, see. Jonah's gonna be his own little man. I can't wait to see like how he about to be coming through. I just feel it in my soul. He's gonna be so savage. So (laughs) I'm just waiting. He's just so cute and like he's got that charm going on already. So about to go down. There was a like a documentary or like what is it a visual album of the marathon album. It was like the ten year anniversary of Nipsey's album, and I watched it on YouTube. And they were just showing pictures and stuff of him from that time when he was putting it out. And he looks so cute with his little like ponytails and his little man buns and his braids. And I'm like, it just made me. I was like, I'm keeping Jonah's hair long because it looks so just handsome and. I don't know. There's some something like distinguished about having like I don't know, either well cut braids, dreads, or like you know a man bun. I think it's really cute. 
So yeah, shout out to Nip. <laughs> shout out to that. But you know what? I think it's also when it comes to men and hair, mm-hmm. I think you have to kind of almost realize like they have to learn to care for the hair yes. for it to be like anything. Yeah. So you already know if he can care for his hair, he's a little step up above most men, right? right? Because it's easy for them to cut that shit off. They don't think about it. They may wash it. They may oil it. They may not, you know? They ain't got no waves. It's just a whole vibe. <laughs> but it's like, when you want to care for your hair, you almost have to be like, okay, this person <laughs> takes a little bit more care, like, in self-care you know like hey i want to make sure that my hair is healthy i'm healthy i'm looking right i'm looking good when i'm out here in these streets so that made me think about this took me all the way like hair hair in restaurants like for us servers back of the house but then it made me and then i was looking at you speaking with your hands and guess who the fuck it made me think about (laughs) barb the hostess from Fridays. Wait, who's Barb? Oh, Barb! Barb! Oh my god, I forgot about Barb. Barb, she's like a... Oh, okay, so Barb is like... Let me try to paint the picture. Like, like a tall, like really skinny woman. Maybe she was in her like 60s at that time. Like short haircut. And she had these long ass nails, like fucking like the long nails that you're used to, like young black girls wearing. Like this. Barb had the nails, y'all. It was mostly white. red. Red was her color, girl. Red like, was her color. They had the curve to it and everything. They're always red. Like that's like the staple old lady color is red yep. fucking nails. Like Yep. Like long as fuck, y'all. Like no. Like, we're going to have servers that worked with us at Fridays come on the show, and they're going to tell y'all how long these fucking nails were. Like, I had never seen anything like it. I was shocked when I started working there. I was like, damn, this is crazy. But, like, even though she was just a hostess, I didn't even feel comfortable with her having those long-ass nails around food. Because sometimes she did run food, and I was like, nah, mm-hmm. bro, like, no, don't touch she my plate, bro. She was an OG, though. She was an Don't touch my plate. Nah. Like, they had a curve. That shit was crazy. I, I think someone about Barb. I fucked with Barb because y'all know I like some nails. So yeah. Barb was lit. Aaron like Barb. Was I like, mean, she was I amazing. I love Barb. She was like my favorite person to work with. Like she was amazing, but her nails <laughs> were fucking long. <laughs> her nails was extra a uh, bone quickly like, okay? <laughs> And she didn't give no fucks. She didn't give no fucks. Like if you didn't like her nails, bitch, period. You go period. You, ain't nobody gonna say shit about them nails with Barb, because Barb was, she even had that resting bitch face that was, like, so cute. Like, she didn't fuck around. You look at Barb, you, are you gonna get this table? <laughs> yes, ma'am, Barb, I am on the way. I am on the goddamn way. That's like, she so don't funny. play. I was definitely trained by some OGs. Do you remember Dan? Of course you remember oh, Dan. I was just thinking about Dan. Oh my God. R.I.P. Dan. Uh, rest He's in peace to so Dan. So amazing. So Dan was a, he was a hostess or host at Fridays. And I remember mm-hmm. like he trained me and Dan was like someone that had worked for Fridays for like 20, 30 years, like something like some long amount of time, like the Fridays, like prototype <laughs> oh. was Dan mm-hmm. y'all like Dan 
was over the top, like just personality like no other. And how old was Danny? You think maybe he was in, in his sixties too, maybe? Probably. Yeah, I wanna say definitely probably fifties, sixties. Okay. Um definitely older gentleman. So you can tell though, he looked amazing. Yeah, he looked good. And Dan was Dan was gay, right? But his per- his mm-hmm. personality was just just amazing over the top, right? So Fridays, like, at that time, was everything was, like, brand, brand, brand. Like, for the hostess, you had to wear all black and then some type of, like, red. So we always had, like, a tie-on, like, always looked very well together. So um, I remember, like, starting to work there and, like, Dan had to train me. And he was always, like, on top of it, opening the door for everyone, like, on top of it. Like, nothing, like, got past Dan. Like, he was on it. So I remember working there, and he had to answer the phone. <laughs> this was just—I don't even know if I can recreate this, but Dan would be like, "Thanks for thanks for calling TGI Fridays on West Hillsboro Avenue." This is Dan. Like, he would have a whole, like, performance every time. It was always something different. And for me, I'm just standing at the door, and he answers like that, like, loud as fuck. Like, it scared the fuck out of me. I was like, bro, what are you doing? But, like, he thought it was so funny. Like, he would fuck with you and shit like that. But, like, it really taught me, like, people like that shit. Like, it was funny to them. They are like, who the fuck is this dude answering the phone like that? Like, but it really created that experience from the time they called to make it to go order to make a reservation or whatever. But like, um, yeah, so that was just really like impactful for me to like be able to work with him. And like we were a, a really close knit family there. Like we all lived pretty much in the same apartment complex right across the street. Like you could literally walk from your apartments to Fridays and most of the staff all worked there. If you needed a ride home, like, you were taking a ride home, we all went to the local bar, Bill's Mar, right after work. Like, everybody was super close. So Dan lived, like, a building or two away from me. And Dan, like, his health started to, like, fail. I don't remember what really started, what happened, but he just did not look good. And I remember seeing him that day at work. He asked me to come work for him. I just remember, like, he did not look that good. And that was literally the last time that we saw Dan because he did not answer his phone calls or anything like that. But the best thing about it, though, is that his family came to visit like maybe a month or so after he had passed. And they were like telling us how he had talked about us so much and like they knew everybody. And it was like, dang, that's so cool that he really talked about us that much to his family that lived in Kentucky. Like. They knew everybody, so that was so cool. But, like, your work family really ends up being your family family. You still have that connection from, like, that was 2010. I could, like, distinctly remember, like, everything about pretty much everyone that worked there, that whole experience. So, shout out to Fridays (laughs) (laughs) on Hillsboro. Hillsboro, y'all. It's still there. We yeah. went to that one over in Town and Country. It was so much fun. And we still have like relationships with like the people that work there still to this day. Um, mm-hmm. which is which means a lot. Like some restaurants I'm like, fuck them, like I ain't going back. Like if I talk about a restaurant on on this show and I just like 
describe it, it means that I don't fuck with them. Like if I say the name and I say where it is, it's because it's a really great restaurant and I want you to go eat there and whatever. But yeah, I don't say certain people's names for a reason. So yeah, yeah, work fam for <laughs> sure. Um, I remember TGI Fridays. I started here in Irving, Texas, actually, and I ended up like I started there when I was what 16, 17 years old, and like made my way up to host server. Um, and then started learning the bar and I got pregnant with my son and they had a baby shower for me, y'all. When I tell you, my son was set for like two years. Like I didn't have to buy shit. These people came out the ass with stuff for me. Mm -hmm. And like, that was so impactful because, you know, I'm a person that, you know, I have a small circle around me and the people I work with was my fam. Like they held it down. I had two baby showers, like so much full of my friends and family in one, my work family in the other. And they showed up and showed out. And I'm still pretty cool with some of them from back then too. So it's pretty cool to know that you can have those long-term relationships. And it's not like one of those relationships where it's like, you gotta call me. (laughs) Like, it's like, hey, I cannot talk to you for probably about a year or so. And you still love me because that's how hard you enjoy me. Like, we don't gotta go through this whole shenanigan drama thing. You just respect me as an individual and it works out. That's how most of my friendships are. Like, I mean, besides like, my like, close clothes when we talk maybe once or a few times a week or maybe once. But we typically do not talk all the time. But whenever we do talk, we're going to pick up just like the like the last time we talked and it just it's smooth, it's natural, it's it, it is what it is because we have that love and respect for each other, so for sure. Yeah. But I can't wait to go back to Tampa. I to am looking everybody. forward to it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping to go back um next Ooh. month for so but. that made me think about we have to talk about Bill Maher. <laughs> so this was like a little hole in the wall. And we were introduced to this bar from like the staff that already worked there. Because um, this was like their bar that everybody went to after work. And it was in this little like a hole in the wall little bar. And you could smoke inside. So that was annoying because your hair is going to smell like smoke. The next day. This is a non-smokers. But I remember, like, you just get fucked up from one drink, always. Like, the cheapest liquor. What was the liquor there? What was, like, the signature shot that everybody got? Girl, like, back then, I don't even feel like I remember. I feel like it was, like, a mixed like shot. Like, Stoli? Was it Stoli something? I don't even know. That's it was a good just question. bad. Like you're always going to puke. Like it was the worst. Yeah, I, I don't remember. It was queasy, definitely a puker though. Queasy feels, but it was cheap. Like cheap, cheap, or they're not charging you. But everybody went after work. And what was it? Didn't they have like? It wasn't karaoke or bingo. Was it something it that had they both? I feel karaoke and bingo. Mm-hmm. I think so. I know for sure karaoke. And they had to have something. Maybe their bar food was good. Cause we were, they had, like, chicken wings or something we used to eat. Girl, sometimes I don't even remember the end of the night. <laughs> Let me just be real. Let me just be real. I don't even remember sometimes. And the good thing is that it was close to home. Nightcap. Yeah, it was a nightcap, and it was close to home. So we really, like, had maybe a block to get home, which was great. 
for those drunken nights. Do not drink and drive, guys. Please um, do not drink and drive. Uber was not a thing. That's not an excuse back then, but we are safe today. But please Uber when you're drinking. Or yeah, call a for friend. sure, for sure. Even though it's around the corner, whatever. And you know, we honestly had good friends though. Like, if we weren't feeling it, like, hey, we're just we're coming over. We're or coming over. I slept then, in the car plenty of times while everyone was still in the bar drinking to sleep it off. Yep, plenty of times. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was Definitely. a lot of shots. Like, ugh, I can't even remember all the stuff we used to shoot. It's so crazy because, like, now when I try to take a shot, I, whew, I feel that quickly quickly but back why, then i didn't feel it for a long that's time that's why when you're like acting like it's crazy that i don't want to like drink alcohol anymore like liquor liquor because it's a lot like i'm cool with wine but the I liquor is like a, liquor, a whole nother beast like it is, it is. like Ooh, your your judgment is, is but, very you know, impaired like impaired as fuck for me more than any other substance Alcohol is like a game changer for me. Like I feel like I can be more aware on like a drug drug more so than alcohol. Like I don't it's just me. It's just me. I get real like uh no. Impaired <laughs> judgment. <laughs> no. It's it's a, it's a full circle for me. It just no. really depends, you know. Mm-mm. Um Prime example, this weekend, um, I knew we was about to have some shenanigans with the weather, so I decided, like, you know what? It's Valentine's Day weekend. Like, we're going to get snowed in on Valentine's Day. Let me go ahead and have my last hoorah before shit gets real. Right. (laughs) Well, little did I know shit was going to get real, real when you're trying to go out and have your last hoorah. You know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. So, um, Where did you go? (laughs) <laughs> I went to this place called the Vidora. The Vidora? The, huh? The Vidora? The Vidora. Ooh, I like that name. The name's super cute. So there's actually two locations here in DFW. One is like near downtown. It's called Deep Ellum, And they just built another one over here in Addison area. It's owned by the same people as Stir, which I took you to Stir in Deep Ellum before. So same yeah. kind of concept. So I've never been there, whatever. So I had just left like the gym and I was running errands. So I'm hungry at this point. So I met one of my little friends up there. We were like, oh, let's just grab some food, whatever. Wait, what so, day was this? Huh? What day was this? Saturday. Saturday. And like one of your little friends, like a like. A girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, girl, girl. Uh, we used to work together. So. We're like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, yeah, I've been there a couple times. Like, I have a really dope bartender. Like, it's going to be good. I was like, all right, cool. Bet. Like, I'm about it. Okay, cool. So we go. She knows her bartender doesn't there. We're like, okay, whatever. Fuck it. So we sit there for a minute, girl. Nobody's giving us service. And she is one of those ex-bartenders that is real about that service. Like, I think I'm about that service. She's about that service. Like, she does not fuck around. So... Bartender sees, like, I feel like she's stared at us, like, for a couple times, so it just never came, right? We were just kind of like, eh. it's one of those places that didn't have the QR codes available for you, right. so we had to wait for a QR code or a menu. So we're just sitting there for a minute, like, we see her, but, she, I mean, she's clearly sees us, but she ain't coming over. So then the manager, you can see he's walking around with his iPad, whatever, and she catches us. She's like, hey, like, do you have another bartender? Like, we just haven't been served yet. He's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Like, let me get one. She's like, all right, cool, bet. So we get another bartender. 
And then he comes back over and he was like, you know, hey, I just wanted to apologize again, you know, um, for the lack of service. And um, so at that point, he she had saw him come over, so she finally came over. Couple of problems with her service. She never said hello. She just came and grabbed, because it's one of those places that, like, have your cups, like, at the area, seating area, whatever. Mm -hmm. She comes grab the cups. She puts the cup in the ice. You guys, as bartenders, especially during COVID, use the fucking ice cube. Excuse my French. Use the ice scoop. That is what it's there for. Use the fucking ice scoop. Into all this ice that I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to know. Okay, so I'm annoyed from that one, right? Just any little um, COVID things, like I lose my brain if I know how it's But pre-COVID, that's like any any part of the restaurant 101, you always use the ice scoop. You are never supposed to use the cup, like ever, 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 ever. It doesn't even matter if it's plastic cup. You never use the cup to scoop the ice, like... That's what she did, right? And Ooh. then she just was like, put the menu, give us water, and then walked away, right? So she was, she had, you could just tell her energy was off, right? Mm-hmm. Her energy was bad for a moment, right? So then, um, when you get my friend started, it just, <laughs> it was not going go well, okay? So, you know, whatever. So we get the menus and this other girl comes over and we order the drinks for her, but she still kind of got an attitude too. She's like, well, can I get for you? Like, it's just like that little bitchy girl attitude. And you women, we know how we are. It's annoying. <laughs> so the dude comes back over, you know, his the manager and he's like, oh, how's it going? He was like, it's, she's like, it's fine, but they just kind of have an attitude. And I was telling her, I was like, hey, you know, we understand, you know, having a moment. I know, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I've never been here. She has, and she's been raving about this place. And just when she was trying to tell him, like, I've been raving about this place. I want it to be good for her. And so he's, like, trying to rectify the situation. So he brings over some queso, right? We do get our drinks. He brings up a free bowl of queso. And so how their queso is set up, I did take some photos for you guys because this is a fun one. Uh, the queso is, like, in one of those big, like... I don't even know what you call those bowls, but it's like kind of like a hot bowl a little mm-hmm. bit. So it's kind of like, um, like a skillet like bowl. So it's coming over bubbly, right? So in my mm-hmm. mind, and this bowl is huge, you guys. I'm gonna, I have to post this so you guys can see it. <laughs> um, so in my mind, I'm like, ooh, yes, this is this is hot. This is ready. Like I'm excited for this, y'all. Is it like a skillet like that? I but like a bowl? Know. It's like a bowl. So it's like usually the bowl that we serve a lot of guacamole here. Yeah. Like the fresh guacamole. Like that. But they put it in the hot mm. something make it bubble. Like okay. it was like hot. Okay. So I'm excited, y'all. Me and Whitney love queso. Mm-hmm. So I just got free queso. I am lit. Okay. I'm excited now. Bitch, why that queso was trash? Mm. Queso was trash. I was like, what is this? It didn't even, it was like the white queso, so you can't compare it to the government cheese queso. <laughs> but it was just like that, it had that weird taste. Like, it had like an aftertaste like thing. And I don't know what it was, but I was so disappointed. What about then the I texture? The chicken flautas, was, was it like runny? Was it thick? No, what? it was thick. It was thick. So, I, I, when you look at it, like, you could, like, in your mind, you'd be like, yes, this queso is about to be bomb. It's white. It's thick. They put a little <laughs> tomato on it, which was a little unnecessary, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, but it just was, like, it had, like, an aftertaste, and it just was not hidden. What like, about the chips? 
the chips was okay. They put a little seasoning on them, which I don't feel like you need the seasoning on the, the chips. I just need a little salt. Like, I just want it real regular. I don't need the fancy chips and queso, y'all. I like that gutta cheese and queso. I do not need the fancy cheese and queso. I don't need that. Now, if it's, like, if it just happens to be bomb and, like, it's working out that way, cool, great. But for this one, it just, it didn't do it for me. What co- What kind of cocktails did you get? So, I got... I don't even remember. It was like a cucumber-like uh, cocktail with a little bit of Tomo Chico. Y'all know I love my Tomo Chico. <laughs> so it was like a... Um, repl- no, it was a silver tequila with uh, cucumbers and agave and a little bit of lime and Tomo Chico. It was straight, very weak, but it was straight. And it comes with the tajim uh, salt, which is kind of like a Mexican candy here. Mm. So it's like a chili-based... <laughs> Use that instead of a salt rim for yeah, most Yeah, I feel like I've used here. that before. So, yeah, so I got that and I was like, yeah, it's okay. Good. I ordered the chicken flounces. I love chicken flounces, okay? It's just pretty much a, think of a taquito, but premium style, okay? So you got your uh, tortillas deep fried with your chicken inside with all your blocks and sour cream stuff inside. They got real fancy with the shit, y'all. They gave me like many heat like mini taquito like vibes because it was not like fresh chicken i feel like it was just like a little too crispy for me and then they drizzled all this shit on top so it was like they probably tried to drizzle like a a guacamole sauce and like a queso sauce Mm -hmm. and like all these sauces on top it's like no the flautas are supposed to be dry unless you want to put a little bit of jam like a little don't put too much on the flautas because it's supposed to be crispy and hard and delicious. <laughs> it was not that. I was like, fuck, like the food is just trash. Trash, trash, trash. So let me give you to the icing of the cake here, y'all. Okay, so her bartender finally comes over. Like he finally comes in for his shift, whatever. So she's pumped. She's telling him what had happened with all <laughs> the other girls, right? But this is at the bar. So clearly these bitches are working and can hear, right? They can clearly hear but she's telling him she knows him i can't i can't help what she's saying okay so wait this is your friend huh your friend yeah oh she oh she knows the manager no no no. she knows the bartender that she was looking for he came in so she was telling him oh he came in my bad i missed that Yeah, yeah oh that's perfect no, he came in, so she's excited, right? She's like, oh, my God, yay. This is what, what happened to us. Like, she's just telling the story, right? So the woman that we first encountered comes over. And she says, I really don't appreciate you guys bashing our names after we're trying to rectify the situation. Number one, I've we're all in the service industry, um, to approach me is is intense, okay? Number one, I'm not looking very snazzy, so you were, you're you not going to get the first breast impression that I'm really that nice. So when, when she felt that she needed to come over, it, it kind of took us both back. Me and her both were like, okay, this bitch really needs to get this off her chest. So she's like, I don't appreciate y'all bad-mouthing us, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, look, honey. If you noticed there was a problem the first time when you saw a manager over, that was the time to approach us. It's not now when you, she's telling someone that you work with what happened. She's not talking to you. She's like, well, y'all are just being negative about it. I said, no. 
we're not being negative about anything. First impression is everything. I've never been here. And I respect how you feel. But at the end of the day, you can't tell anyone how to react with how they are given something. She was going in, you guys. She just kept going. We are being rude. We are being negative. We're try they're trying to rectify the situation. I guess the manager told them about their attitudes. But the problem I had with it was the fact that, like, I get that you may not like that she's still talking about it, but she's open to her opinion. And she can say whatever she wants. If you were nice the first time, we wouldn't be going through this at all. Like, no, it wouldn't happen. That. Yeah. But she felt ballsy, y'all. Homegirl felt ballsy to come over. And she's like, well, y'all should understand. I said, no, actually, I don't understand. And then my friend was like, well, I'm in service industry, and you should be trying to make your money, and I am your money. So this is all <laughs> happening. And in my mind, like, she kept going in, and so. She was ready. She was, no, she was fucking ready. ready. real ratchet on her. And I had to be the, I'm like, sometimes I can be that great mediator woman <laughs> so in this i said hey i appreciate you feel like you need to come over here and tell us how you feel yet at the end of the day everyone has their own opinion on how service should go and we're not dragging your name we're just saying what it is if this is someone that she knows she's talking to him about her situation she has every right to do that it is not your place to come over once again starting that shit because now if we was out in the streets we would have a real problem that's just weird for her to do as a bartender to like. That's just you're crossing a line, like a big it's line. A, you hear shit. Everywhere. You hear shit that your customers talk about all the time that are crazy as fuck. Shit that you're not supposed to hear. Shit that they may want you to hear. Like you come across some weird encounters, and it's your job as a professional. You're clocked in. You're not you. You're like, you're. Not you right now. You're clocked in. So whatever the fuck they're saying, if you like it, you don't like it, whatever the fuck, you have to like have a poker face and work yep. through it, push through. Like, But you're right. It should have never even gotten to that point. Like, There's never really an excuse for bad customer service when it comes to just simply like s saying hello. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Sorry for the wait. Yeah. And like, <laughs> even if like, and not saying that we're all perfect, like- not saying that we're all perfect, but it's like to rectify the situation would have been like for them to come over like, hey, guys, I know we like we started off on the wrong foot. Like my name is, you know, my name is Whitney. This is Aaron. We're going to be taking care of you tonight. Like, are you liking your cocktail so far? Like, really, like, that would have been rectifying the situation by, like, having a personal moment with you. Like, I apologize and, like, let's pivot and, like, get back on the same page. Like, hey, girl, what's up? Then you would have realized, like, okay, she's having a real moment. Like, I'm a bartender, too. Like, I get it. Like, it could be busy or you could just be in a funk. Like, that's relatable. But you just said nothing and just kept going, da, 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 da. And now that this nigga's now at the bar, you feel ballsy, like... You can say something, bitch, please get the fuck out my face. I would leave. Yeah, I wouldn't was, even want to be was, around. I let her have her fucking moment. I was like, you know what? I'm glad you felt that you need to get this off your chest. Mm -hmm. But she going to get this off her chest. <laughs> and I'm like, like, I don't know what you want, but it, it was mind boggling because I've been in this industry for over 15 years. And not once, have, if I didn't like something that someone said at the bar, am I going to address you that way? 
if I know I fucked up and I started the issue, I'm going to acknowledge my shit and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry that I did that. How can we make this better? You just said you being negative. Well, bitch, you being negative. And mm-hmm. let me also give you the, the worst part of the story is the bitch decided to take off her mask as she talked. <laughs> oh, let your mask on. <laughs> I know it's hard to talk under the mask, but I don't want you to take your mask off. Oh, my God. Put your fucking mask on. Like, this is her. I, I'm like, you're going to give me back. You're, you're going to back up. Like, and there's people around, so it's like, you don't want to seem like the crazy, irate person, right? Like, you don't want to seem like that person, but here you are, low-key trying to talk that shit, and we have an issue. I really hate her trying to pull her mask off to, like, prove her point. No, she pulled it off, bitch. She pulled it off, and I kept watching her with the mask off. It was actually pretty shitty. She had the mask off quite a bit, so. Mm -mm. Yeah. So that was just my little shenan friend there, you guys. Wow. It was a lot. Let let me just say, needless to say, uh, Vidora will not be getting any of my money. If I ever go back there again, best believe someone's taking the tab. And if she's <laughs> there, it's going down for her every single time. Just because how she handled it. But I won't ever spend my money there again. Ever. Yeah, that's ever. crazy. The manager was dope, but it's like yeah, the, the food the, crashed. You got spicy ass mamacitas everywhere. I don't got time. I the, don't got time. The manager should have taken over and just taken care of y'all from start to finish from there, and just he was too cute. He was too cute. Yeah, shout out to him. So, what did the guy say though? Him, though? What did the bartender say that she was so telling? When the new bartender that she knew, like, he was like, oh, my bad. Like, I'm sorry y'all went through that. Like, he was being very, like, understanding. Like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. He looked at him. He made it. He got us some drinks, um, some shots. Like, he took care, right? And he was pretty nice. Um, I don't, I've never seen him anywhere, work anywhere uh, in this area, but really nice. And he took care. And, like, he made my experience great. But at the end of the day, first impressions, everything. And I'm over it. Yeah. I'm over it. So I forgot to tell you about this. Um, this is another Texas story along with our Margarita Monday theme. So I found this story about a margarita truck. How Ooh, cute is that? Like that a mar- Yeah, a margarita food truck. Cool. It's a margarita margarita truck. So it's in San Antonio. Hey, shout out to San Antonio, hey, Texas. San San. So this truck goes around and it does like delivery to your door of fucking margaritas how amazing is that Love so that's it's the company's way of like pivoting during covid i mean it's genius because you can drink safely at your home um they bring their signature margaritas and they also have food too like el pastor like taco kits and shit so it's not cooked but it has all the instructions for you to make it at home which is amazing so just deliver my margarita drink my margarita while the shit's in the oven cooking Mm -hmm. sign me up so it's so cute and like the truck is like a cute little pink truck so yeah if you're in san antonio or know someone in san antonio tell them about it it's called lagoria lagoria that is so dope could Mm -hmm. you imagine having a house party and be like yo pull up with the marina yes that's so cool or even having so, it, like, we were talking about your wedding, having that at your wedding, a margarita truck. Yeah. With some, you know you love a... That would be amazing. That's amazing. And you know you love tacos. They can have their tacos there. Ooh, Get a taco and a margarita. Yeah, I'm definitely having a Mexican wedding. Like, I don't mm. care what anyone says. It's happening. 
I love it. Oh, and shout out to, so today I went um, to pick up stuff for the margaritas, and I went to Coliseum Liquors. It's in North Charleston, right in front of the Tanger Outlet, like Walmart area. It's by the Starbucks. So if you know that area, it's kind of like bone by Bonefish Grill as well. And they have a cute little puppy that's in there. The guy working was super cu- uh, super cool. Um, just like conversation. Just really cool. Really good customer service. So I wanted to make sure I shout out them out. So shout out to Coliseum Liquors in hey. North Charleston. What did you have today? I saw you had some grubs today. Oh my God, I have. Could I forget? So I had Caribbean food today, which does not go with our margarita Mondays, but um, downtown Charleston on Mondays, a lot of the black owned businesses are closed. Um, So I wanted to make sure I kept the theme of eating at a black owned business for Black History Month. so I, this restaurant I've been wanting to try for the longest time was called Taste of the Islands. It's in West Ashley. Um, it's on Ashley River Road. So if you're from the West or from Charleston, you know, like back in the day where that Pizza Hut was at and that shopping center with Piggly Wiggly, but now it's like an auto zone. But across the street from that, by the Hardee's, it's called Taste of the Islands. It's Caribbean food. It's fucking amazing it was so good i got the curry shrimp i got curry shrimp with rice and peas plantains and it came with like peppers and onions and it was amazing like everything was delicious it came with napkins to go silverware wrapped up in the bag safely it was ready when i got in there and it was still hot when I brought it back and the studio is in downtown. So I went a ways and I still didn't eat it immediately. And it was still like a pretty good temperature. Very good. Everything was delicious. Um, So yeah, please go eat there. Taste of the islands, black owned business, amazing Caribbean food. And they have another like vegetarian dish on there on their menu that I didn't see. As soon as I saw the curry shrimp, I just added it to the cart and just, (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm getting that. Don't even need to look at anything else. I was like, why did I do that? So they have a lot of other stuff I want to try on their menu. So definitely check it out. I love that. I love plantains. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Um, Delicious. So good. It's just the little things in life, okay? Um. So that goes into a little bit about, like, do you ever feel like when you walk into a place to order food or pick up food, you're judged or like people give you a vibe or a look? I don't know. I feel like yes and no when I go out or when I've like gone out. I do remember, though, I don't know if you remember this, like some places that we've gone to eat. And, like, the servers have, like, come out to find us as we're getting in the car to thank us so much for tipping them. Or, like, for the tip that we gave because we used we would, like, tip them so great. The servers would always, like, come and find us and be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And I'm like, you just – we just had the best service. And we usually get shitty service when we go out. So when we go out and we have really great service, we have to look out because – 
a lot of the times your server will just assume like, oh, they're black people. They're not going to tip. So they're going to give you really shitty service because they already assume that you're not going to tip. So that happens to us a whole lot where we've gotten like really shitty customer service eating out. And we still tip, like we still even tip like 20% or probably 18%. We still tip them a normal rate. We don't not tip them. We don't tip them like $5, but when we have that server that's like really a great server, we're fucking tipping fat. We don't even care. We're just tipping them on tip, on tip, on tip. Um, yep. But yeah, for sure. I do remember. Well, this time was kind of different. This wasn't in like a form of me like going to a restaurant and eating. This is an experience of me working at a restaurant. And I just felt like this was the first time I ever felt like a weird vibe from like the management owners of the restaurant. And I was working at this um, Japanese restaurant. And although like behind the scenes, it was like everything was pretty organized in that space of like the to go orders and how they kind of ran it that way. But like the piece of the customer service for the employees was lacking. And mm. you, I don't know, depending on the trainings or what you've done, you've probably heard that the internal customer is the most important, meaning your employees. Like, your employees are the most important because they are the people that are out there doing the work to make your business run. So you need to make sure they're, like, ha- very happy to and taken care of because so they'll work the best. So I started working at this Japanese restaurant, and I was just doing a hostess position. And I'd worked there for maybe, like, a week or so. So very new. And the owners came in to have a drink at the bar. And I didn't even know they were there. I was like told after they were already sitting there for a long time that they were the owners. And like they were like, um, oh, yeah, um, I was telling her about how great you are. Um, like they're excited to meet you or something like some bullshit like that. I was like, OK. So I was already like annoyed because I'm like they came in the restaurant, walked by me because I'm at the I'm at the front, I'm the hostess. So they walk by me, they know I'm a new face. That was your time to introduce yourself. Like you've already been there. So I was like, okay, whatever, maybe I'm tripping. But as time went on, like it got worse. Like I ended up like not ever. I don't want to say not ever, but I had to call them out to even get paid. Like, they weren't paying me. They were not properly adding me on their their payroll. And I had to literally keep going up and up and, like, going up the ladder to find out how the fuck I'm getting paid. Because every, every pay week, everyone's talking about getting their checks, and I'm not getting paid yet. It was crazy. And I really just felt like the respect wasn't there because I was yeah. the only black person that was in the front of the house or in the restaurant at all. There was no other black people. And I don't want to say that it was racist, but there was like a respect le- there was a respect level that was missing because everyone else's experience with the owners were was totally different. So I was like, why is mine different? Like yeah. so that shit rubbed me the wrong way. Like every place I've worked at, the owner is coming to you, they're shaking your hand, they're looking at you in your face, like you're working at my restaurant. And I can easily, like, come talk to you. They're going to talk to you. They're going to try to see what's going on, like, what you're about. Like, and they did not do that. So yeah. I, I I, definitely, yeah, I was like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> like, I was definitely quit. 
Like this shit's supposed to, I'm supposed to be working here to help make money. Like I'm a single mom and I'm not, I'm working here and not making shit. Like I'm not fucking coming back here. You yeah. need to fucking pay me my money. And they right. did, but that shit was whack. Yeah. And it's like, that's just, just the, like the topic of respect in the workplace, as far as also morale, like at the end of the day, when you're in hospitality, we make shits to make you more revenue because if someone gets shitty service, no matter how good the food is, they're not coming back. We are the entertainment. We are the experience. And so it's so important for you to acknowledge your workers. Like it doesn't matter X, Y, and Z. I don't care if you had a rough day. I don't care if you're a CEO, BEO, GEO. I don't care. That's fine. The title doesn't mean anything to us. You do got your ass kisses out there. That ain't me. But at the end of the day, it's like you want to make sure that everyone that's working for you is a great representation of yourself. And by even just saying, hey, how are you? What's going on? You can know if this person is going to be best for you. But also, we respect the brand more. Because when we decide to work for any company, that could be retail, customer service, whatever. When you decide to work for some type of company, you want to make sure that you fit in perfectly or at least some type of balance. So owners, supervisors, managers, don't just treat your staff like they're disposable, right? We all know that we are. We get it. But at the end of the day, if they're representing you and making sure those people come in and make those reservations and request me, I'm going to need you to give me that, hey, you know what? You're, I love that you're here. I'm sorry to have an opportunity to talk to you. X, Y, Z, or acknowledge the, acknowledge the situation. Mm-hmm. We, we sit in denial for 18,000 years, and we want results. I don't, that's not how it works. I saw something today, like a headline that said something like there's so many people that are without a job, but then there's so many businesses that are hiring, and they don't have employees. Why do you think that is? There's so there's no, so many so many people that don't have jobs, and then so many places that need employees. Okay, well, I'm in staffing, um, so I do back it on the backside now of hospitality. I do a lot of staffing for a lot of different things, and so what we're running into is the fact that like my bartender is now laid off, and they were making X, Y, and Z. Well, unemployment is going to pay you what you made plus $300 more and you don't have to leave the house. What would you do? Okay. That's what we're running into because as, as we all know, you're good. You can either risk yourself to go out and work because you're working with people, you're working in the public, you're, you're putting yourself at risk with COVID or you can sit at home. Or it's also the factor of like, you don't even want to deal with it because you're, you need a break. If anyone's been in the service industry or any kind of customer service, if you've been doing this for a long time, this is your one break. You are receiving unemployment. You are about to take that break. Like, you get to be at home with your kids now. You get to start your business. You can get your LLC. You get them stimulus checks coming in. You are okay. And I feel like for some families, like, they're okay. They're like, hey, we have two incomes coming in. Yeah, it may be, social, it may be uh, unemployment. But that's money that no one had to leave the house for. That is a game changer on 18,000 levels, you guys. Like, it is so hard for me to find great candidates that want to work now. Back in the day, I had to keep shutting people down. Now it's like, hey, do you really want to work? Like, I got to get to know you now. I do a lot of interviews and I'm like, hey, 
what's really good? Like, what's going on in your life? What do you want to be? What do you aspirate? Like, if they say one inkling of something they want to do that inspires them, I chime in on that one thing because it's going to let me know where their mind's at. And sometimes as employees, employers, we don't give a fuck where people's minds are because mm-hmm. we're only worried about putting you out to work. Mm-hmm. But if you want something to be successful and you want it to, you know, grow and help you, you need to know where their mind's at. So once I know that someone's like, oh, they're not really interested, but they're going to do it. So that means they're going to do the bare minimum because they're like, eh, that's, that's the personality they're giving me. So I'm going to now find out what's important to them so I can make sure that they know, hey, I'm human too. Outside of trying to get you to work, I'm doing my job. I'm human, too. You're a representation of me. I'm putting you out there. If you don't want to go, please let me know. Be respectful. But they get to make money at home. They didn't have to leave. And you almost have to decide. Like It almost even depends. Like I don't want to get too personal, but I know someone very close to me that ain't did shit in two years but still gets... Uh, unemployment check and does they have no reason to want to do more they haven't even worked since 2018 but they now have gotten benefits they don't want to work though there's nothing in their bone that wants to work so if you can get free money that's a that's a great question you guys if you got free money would you go to work yay or nay please email us because I would love to know what would you do? Because I'm almost at that point too. It's like when all this stuff happened, I have been definitely very fortunate to work this whole time. But a part of me, I was kind of getting burnt out because it was like work was stressful because we're legit just starting this pandemic. I don't even know how to handle my own emotions. I don't know how to be at home with a school teacher. I don't know how to do all these things. I'm overwhelmed. And I was just like, damn, is unemployment almost better? Because these people are going through all these things, but they get a free check. But as I continue to kind of go through the motions of it, I'm realizing, okay, no. Because I still need that type of structure and boundary for myself, Mm -hmm. you know? The grass ain't greener. It is not green (laughs) on the other side, but I do understand where some of these people are financially, because this is what I, literally, this is what I do. Like, we, my, the company I work for, we're staffing for uh, various golf tournaments across the United States. So I don't just do stuff in Texas. I do stuff nationwide. And I have the same issues everywhere. Like, one girl was asking me, well, can you move my paycheck over to the next week after? No, ma'am. <laughs> this is a real company with real shit going You are no different. <laughs> I can't say, can you move a check over? No, ma'am, I can't do that. I, 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 I understand. She's saying this is going to mess up my unemployment, and I get it. I get it where she's at, and I, I wish I could help her. But we're a company that's been around for a long time. We don't have moments where we need to just move your check over. We was a small company. Yeah, we can pay you a week later. But that's just not where we are. That reminds you, me, mm-mm. like, <laughs> when she said, can you just move move that check like people have like unrealistic expectations of like what anyone can do like for me working in customer Mm -hmm. service with like a cell phone company it's the craziest shit that you could ever imagine people saying like for example someone sets up a payment arrangement to pay at a later time right and say i'll be like okay the the latest date to go to could be the 28th let's say and the person will be like 
well, can't we move it to another day? I don't, I don't get paid to the 10th. Bitch, save your money for the 28th, dog. Like, save your fucking money. Budget. You Oh, you can't move this? No. When you get paid in the beginning of the month, know that you have this that's due on the 28th and fucking put it to the side. That's that's what you need to do. Like, no, they weren't. No, what you the know why? fuck is that's wrong with you? You want people to think. And I think this came out with like true realization of how people's budgets are so shitty. Because I know people that like do finance and mortgage, like all these different stuff. And it's like, maybe like, okay, nigga, you already knew that your rent was coming up. You mm-hmm. had the choice. I just saw you out. You was just out. You got them fashion over discounts during quarantine. <laughs> you did all that. Mm-hmm. You can't, your mortgage, your car is important. If you don't want to get your, if you don't want to have a house and you want to get your shit repo, that's on you. But I just, I, okay, people was getting $600 extra when quarantine COVID first happened. That's a lot. That's a lot. $600. On top of? What blows the whole thing with me, though, is that you probably didn't even, some people didn't even make that much money. Nope. Before then. And they was making 600 I knew so many people, no kids, no nada nothing they was making six hundred dollars extra you know what i did shop fashion nova <laughs> i mean can you uh i'm gonna need you to go out in that fashion nova and get you a day honey to pay this rent that's due or pay this car note because if fashion nova didn't get you no car note paid I- i'm done with it I'm done with it. I'm absolutely done with it that's why we i love just... you fashion nova but no not today i don't have any like like it's it's crazy what happened and it's you do have a soft spot for people but when people call and it's like you haven't you weren't paying your bill on time before the pandemic like you are full of shit and you call and say well I really need my phone well then pay for it like okay when you really need something you're going to pay to get it no, we're, I'm not waving anything. No, like nothing's happening. So you mean to tell me y'all are not, not y'all not trying to help us? Your phone has been on for months with you not paying. That's us helping you. So now this is a business. And I want to say to people so bad, if you had a business, you owned a business, whatever it was, you sold shoes, you sold hats, whatever it is. Let's say you sold t-shirts, right? Bob came into the store Bought five t-shirts, cool. Bob came in the next month and he bought 10 t-shirts and he was like, um, but I don't have the money for it, but I'm going to pay pay you in a week. Okay, cool, Bob. Like, I fuck with you. I'll, I'll let you do that. The week comes by and Bob's like, I don't have all the money. I don't have the $100 to pay you. I can only pay you 25 Can I pay you the 25 But I want to get 30 more shirts. And you're like, okay, Bob, I'm going to let you get 30 more shirts and just pay me $25. And then next week, you got to pay me 500 Okay, Bob says, okay. And then the next week comes and Bob's like, I don't have anything. But I, I want, can I get 200 more shirts? Like, 
you you don't give us anything, but you want more and more and more. You you expect your cell phone company just to off the strength, just be like, I'm gonna keep you on, but you're not paying shit. No, it's a business. You have to give something to get. Like nothing in this life is free. Oh, I've been your customer for 15 years. You're not giving me nothing free. I want a free phone. You've been shopping at Walmart, Target, all these places for your whole life. And what has Walmart give you given you for free? Not a goddamn thing. You've been stealing out fucking self-checkout. That's it, bruh. Walmart don't give you shit. Target don't give you shit. Fashion Nova don't give you shit. It's 40% off, but still, that ain't shit. Like, it's nothing. You're not getting anything for free from any business that you've been shopping at for years and years and years. So stop expecting your cell phone company or any place to give you anything for free just because you didn't manage your money or just because you just don't have it. Like, stop. I don't know why that's the culture of, like, the customer service business for people to, like, call in and make the company feel some sort of way because you can't pay for something. Like, you're putting you, mm-hmm. your um, lack of planning and budgeting on someone else to make yeah. so many times, well, what am I supposed to do with that? How am I supposed to do that? Figure it the fuck out and call us back when you do because I don't have the time, bruh. People be really, like, on the line with you making, like, well, how am I going to do this? Like, well, this one lady was like, I'm stuck at this train station. I don't have any money, and my phone is off. How am I supposed to get home? I don't know. Yeah. And she, like, got an attitude, like, exactly, you don't know. That's not on me to figure out. You're an adult. When you have it figured out, call me, or if if you have Wi-Fi, if you have Wi-Fi, connect to Wi-Fi and pay online, bitch. Like, because I don't have the answers, bro. I don't. People are annoying. Stop calling your your cell phone provider or wherever you owe money when you don't have anything to pay. Just figure it out by yourself and call them when you have everything together. Like, save yourself the time. Please. And can we just leave it up? Can we just say, figure it out, you guys. Figure it out. Because it's even to the point where I have this one guy that always wants to work, y'all. He always want to work. He got to work his cell phone, though. To work for me, I need to be able to know where you at. I need to be able to track you. We have a, a we have an app on the phone, clock in and out. I need to know where you be. He got a house phone. You can take the house phone with you. <laughs> what do you want from me? So then, you know me, you know, I know it's hard out here in these streets. So I'm like, okay, let me try this out. Like, let me send them, right? So I send them to a job. I, and I talked to him on this, on this house for the day before. Hey, I need you to be there at this time. You got the address. I mean, I did extra work to make sure that he had all the information for the next day because I know I can't hunt him down to see if he made it or not. Like, so he can make this money, right? He's struggling. He can't get a phone. Let, let me let me see if I can help pay this phone bill. That's my, right? So I sent him out to this job, you guys. Why he 30 minutes late the first day? Mm. Mm. And then they still ended up liking him, though, which is really big for my clients because okay. usually if you play, they is over you, okay? Yeah, that's They still liking him, right? So the next day, so he was, like, the position was, like, a dishwasher position. And so the next day he was, like, they asked him to, like, clean out the van, which is a catering van. So, <laughs> like, get out, whatever. So I guess he gave him pushback there. Like, he was like, I know I had to wash cars. And I'm like, well, it's a catering van. I'm like, honestly, when you broke, you should kind of be doing whatever it takes. 
by and any I means possible. And I know the band wasn't disgusting. It was probably like a band. If you did the best you could, you do the best you could. But you got you bitch about that, and then they no longer wanted you because it's like one day you ready to do everything, next you don't. Mm-hmm. Now you know jobs be coming up, and he be like, "Oh, put me on, put me on." I said, "Sir, when you gonna get a working phone? I can't send you nowhere." This, I even sent him to another job, trying to give a girl, trying to give him another chance. <laughs> That other time, he was an hour and 30 minutes late. You got to be on crack cocaine. (laughs) If you think that I am going to put my name on you to make me look like shit every day, when there's people out here trying to get this money and put food on the table for their family, that's going to be on time. Yeah, that's unacceptable. (laughs) Hour and a half, the second day after I had just told you, like, come on, bruh. You got one shot. What was you doing? What was you doing? Were you always on time, like coming to work? Like when Absolutely you were not. when Absolutely. you were bartending? <laughs> I feel like I remember that being like Absolutely Aaron not. used to be I'm late. I'm still not on time. That's just not my jam. I wasn't asking for that, but I feel like that's a good topic though. Are you like uh <laughs> do you come into work early? You 15 minutes early? you're going to be 10 minutes late. Because there's always a, those employees that you are always know that they're going to be late and it's kind of like something that's understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was that. I was mm-hmm. that. Honestly, in 2021, <laughs> I have been doing better. You know, I know it's a new year, but I have been doing a little bit better this year. But I am definitely that girl that's going to be coming in fashionably late, y'all. Because I'm definitely, when I was out, when life was open, I was definitely, coming through looking good so definitely <laughs> worth the wait but i'm a little okay I, I i always am early but i will like sit in the car and then come in maybe like a few minutes before like right before i need to clock in that's always my jam i always need to gather and get my mind right before i go in so i have to have that time um for sure but I do remember, like, um, serving and the people that would come in after you but come in early before their shift. And, like, I used to work with this girl that would bring in, like, a big-ass bag every shift and kind of, like, undress or get dressed for work. Like, she's coming from something. It's like, girl, could you have not done this before you got here? Like, we don't need your bag, your – all of this before before you come. Like, no. <laughs> Be ready when you come into the door. Like you don't need to get dressed here. I know those. I know those kind. Mhm. They got to like get all the way. I remember one girl like she used to get her whole makeup done. Like yeah. the whole makeup and like she'd be in the bathroom for 30 to an hour, 30 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour before the shift. And I'm like, girl, like it is it's brunch, right? So like where we come to work way early than it actually opens but it's a prep like we're prepping okay and if we all got a prep and come ready you so do you yeah you would be so in that bathroom doing her whole vibe server it was ridiculous i'm like girl get your life get your life <laughs> like i and i've even come to most of the time if i work brunch i'm probably even hungover so at this yeah. point if i can come ready so can you in those days, like, I have my days. Like, I'm not always every day late, but, you know, a good percentage might be a 640. <laughs> time 40 late, for sure. Uh, I just remember those times, like, 
it's always the bartender that's late when you really have something to do and it's busy and it keeps getting busier and busier and it's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. are they? Those are the worst. I used to get real pissy. Like, come mm-hmm. on, I'm ready to go. I'm ready then, to go. Because I still got to clean. I like that girl. But you know, when, like how I mm-hmm. see on time is 15 minutes early. Yeah. So if I make it just on time, like, you know, y'all know when you make it just on time, you it takes a minute to clock in, get your shit together. So I'm late because technically it's going to take me 10 minutes to get my life together. Mm-hmm. So I'm late. I might be there right on time. I clocked in on time, but I still gotta get my life together to get ready for you. Yeah, it's a whole vibe. Mm, I don't know why I just thought about this guy. I guess on the heels of Valentine's Day. I don't know if you will remember this, but um, I was actually trying to find like a Valentine's Day like story, but I couldn't find one. But do you remember? Think back obviously tampa fridays and this guy he was kind of like maybe spanish hispanic and black mixed maybe but he would come to the bar all the time and he'd always have like a different date always a different girl but he would come in all the time sometimes with his friends and he lived right at those apartments behind um fridays on like the other side like next to target you know what i'm talking about he was kind of like a big he was a big dude, right? A big guy. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Remember him? I remember who you're talking about. I don't remember. We'd be like, we get another one. Yeah. And another one. Yes. And another one. Just like bitches, bitches, bitches. But you remember, here was the gag. And I don't know if it was Valentine's Day or it was some kind of like holiday where he actually came in with his actual family. Remember that? And I feel like he had been in that day earlier with some other bitch and he came in with his wife who was like pregnant it was a black girl you don't remember that and they had like i think they already had a daughter yeah a whole family and we were all fucking floored we were like this nigga been coming in here with all these bitches and now i wanted to tell her like i was so disgusted like bruh you mean to tell me you got this queen at home with your baby and you come in come in here with all these girls like i was so pissed prime example so pissed like, hey y'all gotta find a different restaurant yes like why are you bring all of them here at the fucking fridays and you gonna bring your wife here and it's around the corner like i'm sorry if i got a piece two three four five number one i'm never bringing it to the same spot Mm-mm. and it's definitely gonna be far away from my house mm-hmm. every pimp know that i mean i'm a woman how do you not know that mm-hmm that does not even make sense. Yeah, I remember him because we was like, we were we were mind blown because when you look at this dude, he looks like he could be just a charming, very nice, like he looked very well put together. He's but a by piece the time of shit. Eighteen thousand women, you're like, nah. Mm-mm. And then you had a whole pregnant baby mama. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But you know, women don't be no fool now. <laughs> Ooh. Your nigga out all the time at the local Fridays. I'm gonna be at the local Fridays popping up. <laughs> I know. Like, what are the odds? Like, if I was pregnant and had a Friday that close, oh, I was coming in there to get some fucking potato skins, fucking brownie obsession. I'm coming in there. Like, you know, he was a Rico. Swabbing. I would have caught his ass. You could already tell. That was crazy. He was. He's very bold for doing that so close to home. He was a Rico Suave type thing. He's always like, baby, what you want? I'm going to pick it up on the way out. I'm working late. Mm-hmm. Rude. We got to talk about Jerboo. Mm-hmm. Do we have a name for the cop? 
They used to come in the Fridays. So would Fridays would give the cops like free meals or was it 50% off? Was it free? I think it was 50. 50% off if you're a cop, you came in there. So we had like a lot of cops that would come in like the, um, like regulars, they'd come in late. Always would usually be like the, like your last table. Like while you're doing your side work and cleaning up, it's like an easy tip. Um, Cause they're pretty much going to take care of you. So there is this one cop though. He was this black guy and he was like chocolatey skin, like super in shape, very handsome, very respectful, very nice. Like he was super cool, but Aaron loved this man. Like, Super crush, like crush, crush, crush. And I remember one night we were out and we saw him out. Like he was like out in civilian clothes. It was a fucking rap. Like it was, <laughs> but it was cool though because like that we he we were already cool for him coming in there because he seemed kind of young. And then we saw him out, so we were like even cooler. So he was like ended up being like our homie, but he was so super cool. But Aaron loved. This oh, man. he was definitely my MCM all day long. MCM. Like, he was so cute. <laughs> so he did it for cute. me. But he had, like, that swag. Like, he just had that personality that was, like, real swaggy, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved him. I remember he was out. I almost feel like he used to, like, pick up a job somewhere, like, like as a, you know, how the cops pick up at clubs and stuff. I want to say he did that one time, too. Um, so I would see him out all the time. You know, you look a lot different in your work clothes. You know, girl had to make sure she showed up and showed out, okay? <laughs> you never do. Arrest me, shawty. Arrest me. But yeah, Shit. he was cute, though, in his um, uniform, too. Yeah. You know, you know, and I'm not... I actually don't like cops. Me either. Um, but that one right there, yes, Lord. He would be the exception. For sure. He would have definitely been accepted to the role. He was For a beautiful sure. but great personality, smart because it was like I feel, I remember we used to just talk about business stuff. Like he wasn't just like that wasn't just his end all be all. He definitely was thinking about other things in the future. And I think men, if you're listening, always be a man with a plan. I was actually listening to something today about man with a plan that is so attractive. You know, regardless of what's going on, just have some type of dream and aspiration. Because as women, you know we we are very flexible and diverse in a lot of scenarios. So be a man with a plan. It's and real you should hot. want a woman that has a plan too. Both of y'all need to have plans. Yeah. Because you cannot, what do you can't, you can't feed. You just can't feed the well without anything, just being able to like kind of flow through. So definitely two people being driven. And you know, sometimes, but we're kind of, it was kind of talking about like, some women don't really want to be um, ambitious. They would prefer to be that person, like, to stay at home and do stuff with kids. But that's also their passion. So don't belittle a woman because she may be a homemaker. That may be something she grew up with, but she's really good at. So she may be good at that home life, you know. Um, but just kind of figure out what works for you. Yeah. Oh, and an- you- another key point about that guy, the cop was that he always ate, like, salads, and he always ate really healthy. And I love that, too. Like, I don't know how we're on the subject, but a man that (laughs) cares about his body and what he puts in it is amazing, too. Like, because y'all always want the girls to have a fat ass, big titties, no stomach, small waist, all that shit. But then y'all can't have a fucking Gucci. You can't have a big-ass stomach 
cool. That's not Gucci no more. But uh, old Gucci, and then you want us to be in tip-top shape. Like, that's not fair, bro. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all need to be in the gym, too, doing squats, yep. too. They got waist trainers for men. Like, y'all need to be doing all the same shit we're doing. Exfoliate, everything. Like, self-care yeah. for you, too. Like, we need to be on the same path, Men is bro. a thing. And they be playing games because women, you know, we just will take a man how he is. But ladies, take him how he is and let him up his game self-care-wise. Like, hey, this is what I do. I would like to see. I need mm-hmm. you to be looking right tight and every... I remember I dated this one dude, y'all, and it was so unattractive that he didn't iron his clothes. Mm. I would be dead. Like, all the... Girl, his shirts would be wrinkly all the time. I was like, ugh. I can't deal with this. I can't. And I know that might sound small, but nigga, if you don't care how you looking out, we got a problem. Yeah. Like he would never, and he was so lazy, like always wants in the house, don't want to do nothing, want me to cook. Like, no, 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 no. The least you can do when I'm looking like a whole meal, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm a platter, you need to be the entree. We got to make sure this dynamic works together. Don't make me be all amazing. You don't want to earn. You don't want to cook. I, you want me to do everything, and you still want me to have a job? I don't think so. It's not how it's going to work. So he got cut. He didn't make it very far. But That makes me think about um, that relationship I was in when I lived in Tampa, and he had, like, some certain, like, clothing items that I did not like, so I would hide his clothes. Oh no! And he would be like, "Hey, have you seen that shirt?" I'm like, "No." And I'd like make something up. I'm like, "I was actually gonna ask you if you saw this shirt that I had. Like, I couldn't find it." And he was like, "No, that's really weird. I can't find this." And I'm like, "That's too funny." What? Like, I would just act dumb. Like, I obviously didn't know and act like I was missing something too because I didn't want him to wear it. <laughs> That is so funny. I can't say most men are very flexible when you change their wardrobe. No, not this one. Yeah, some are. Like, I've done that where I'm like, like, you always dress in kind of boring. So I would, like, just buy him shit, like, for, like, the holidays or whatever, birthday. Like, you getting a sweater. You getting a t-shirt. You getting some pants. You getting some shoes. Because I was, like, trying to fix his wardrobe up. You know, he was very simple, but... You never know, girl. You never know. But everybody should be looking their tip-top shape for everyone in the best way you can. I know it's quarantine, ladies, but if you see your man in the house all the time, put some jeans on one day. Don't wear the tights every day. Take the rollers out. You know, put, a little, put a concealer on. Put a little mascara on. And men, if all that chest. Ain't nothing like a good old chest. Let me tell you, all that body down, oh, we like just... real shiny, shimmery, and a glazed light. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Girl, like a glazed donut make you want to take a bite. Ooh. Okay, glazed yes. donut. I don't know. And oil like chest. Good... I don't know if that's ever <laughs> been a thing for me. I mean, Do you like... Try it and then let me know. Do you like hairy chest? Hair on the chest? Um, I would prefer no hair, but if he does, like, it just, I have to see how it works for me, because I have dealt with people with, like, hair on the chest, but it didn't bother me, like, I didn't really notice it, because just kind of how they carried themselves, it wasn't like a, oh my god, it was just different, I can't really explain, but. What about underarm hair? I don't feel like I care about the underarm hair, I just Mm -hmm. want them to be, like, tamed, 
like that kind of works with their swag. Like I'm really big into like individual swag because yeah. somebody can have like chest hair, underarm hair, but like how he carries himself, Manscaped. I don't see all that. Yeah. You know, like that's not my first like, oh my God, he's underarm hair. Mm-hmm. So I don't really mind all that. I do want you to be making sure something right and tight. Well so groomed. you can't have no chest hair, uh, underarm hair, be hairy as fuck and got this big ass <laughs> That ain't gonna work. So you gonna have to do one, one, two, or the other. Give me, give me a six pack. You know, with a little hair on it or something. Give me, give me something. Yes, to the six packs. Yeah, I, I take the two pack too. I'm not too proud to bear. You know, I mm-hmm. like a little two pack, a little baby, like a little line or something. But don't give me all this hair with nobody, <laughs> and you want me to cook for you all the time. This is just not gonna work. Body, and then they be like, oh. Of feet because I have a feet phobia. Okay, well, nigga, you got too many issues. You have a like, feet phobia? No, some men do. Some men do. Oh. Yeah. Can you believe it? You have the nerve to say I have a feet. Like, no. Uh-uh. That's not going to work. Oh, some men have feet phobia. Some men have a feet phobia. One time mm-hmm. I went, this was years ago, I was at the van store at our outlet and I was buying some vans and the guy working there, he was young. I was like, pretty young but he was like maybe like 19 or 20 or something but um we were like talking about art and like fashion and stuff and he was like a student at like I think our local art school or something so we like exchanged numbers on like some like fashion cool shit right so he's texting me um a few days later and like we were just small talk whatever and he was like um I pretty much saying that he lied about why he wanted to get my number and he was like saying that he had a foot fetish and he wanted me to, he wanted to pay me to um, like send him pictures of my feet and like do all this like kinky shit with my feet. So yeah, I said no, which I'm actually surprised, but it was just weird. I'm not into feet, and I'm like, I don't even have nice feet. So I was like, this is really weird that he wanted to pay me for my feet. But, um. <laughs> Depending on the coins, I might have did it, y'all. Yeah, but I'm like, you're a little kid. Like, what are you paying me with yeah, this yeah. man's yeah. check, like, bro? How much money you really got? Like, I'm not trying to. <laughs> um. <laughs> for me to speak. No. Hey, guys, if you have any good stories. About feet fetishes, romantic <laughs> stories, mm. bad customer service stories, please email us at H E Y Q, no, H Q S at Gmail. I was like, wait, what is it? It's H E Y H Q S at gmail.com. So that's pretty much hey, and then hospitalities queens abbreviated with an S at Gmail. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. We would love to hear your shenanigans. Yes, I have a one. I have a good shenanigan story to like close us out. And this is kind of this is like a good. It didn't happen on Valentine's Day, but still to go with the theme of like a date story. I forgot about last episode. So I was working at the TGI Fridays in Charleston in Mount Pleasant, and this guy came in and this older guy, and he was like pretty handsome. So we we're talking and like we exchanged numbers. Um, and we went out on a date. So we go out and I don't remember, I think maybe I may have drove to his house and we drove there. I think that's what happened. 
So on this date, this guy, every red light we went to, he was like, we had to kiss at every red light. And I was like, nigga. Like, he was older. Like, he was an older guy. And I was like, okay, this is something new. But, yeah, he was like, it was too much for me. I'm, I was like, this nigga is tripping. Like, every fucking red light he wanted to kiss. How romance. It is very romance, but this is, like, the first date. So... First days a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bitch. But he was like super. I like you a lot. Yeah. But he was like super locked in, like from the beginning, like cling cling, like stage five clinger, like mm-hmm. from the beginning. So I missed the red flags. But I was like, he's just older. I was like, maybe this is this is just how they are when they're older, like super clingy. And I'm like, I'm super young, so I'm sure he's feeling himself like out with this PYT right here. So I get it. It's a lot. So we go out, and I remember he initially wanted to go to, like, Outback. And I was like, no, we're not going to Outback on a date. Like, no. Like, we can go there, like, after we're, like, dating for a while, and we just want to go to dinner on, like, a Tuesday or something. But, like, I get Outback for takeout, like, on the reg. Like, I'm not going there as if for a date. No. So we go to, like, Water's Edge, I think, in Mount Pleasant. It's really pretty, like, really good vibe. So I think that's where we went. Um, so, yeah, so the, the date was cool. Like, he was really nice. Like, he owned businesses. Like, he was pretty, like, had his shit together. It was cool. But the only thing is that he was a stage five clinger. Like, calling all the time, wanting me to check in. Like, what you doing? And I'm not a check-in kind of girl. Like, it's just not who I am. I really I care what you're doing, but I don't care. I don't want you to. I don't want you to check in with me either. Like I'm a free spirit, free bird. Like when we were together, we we're together. But you know, do your thing, boo. Like I'm gonna do mine. But um, yeah. So he, the crazy thing is that for him to be a stage five clinger like that, in the end of it, he ended up being fucking married. And I would, I ended up like bumping into him out with his wife. I went to like Republic with my friends. This is when like Republic was like popping. Like we would go there all the time. And he he used to be in there a lot too. But he was there with his wife. Girl. Girl. Was y'all still talking at that time? We was like in the cusp of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were. And I think it was that night, like, he maybe, like, got away from her and he was trying to talk to me. And I, like, literally ignored him. He was, like, kept saying my name and I was, like, standing right there and I just kept looking straight. Like, do not call my fucking name, nigga. <laughs> like, that's that's the kind of dude that had, like, multiple houses. Like, that's the scary one. Like, he had, like, multiple homes. So it's like, okay, you're here. She's there. He don't even, She don't even know you're there. Like, kiss at every fucking red light and you're married. Oh, my God. It's horrible. No, 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 no. It's fucking horrible. Horrible. Yeah, that's, like, that's my, like, disaster date. That's, like, the first time I, like, met someone at the bar and, like, actually, like, Gave him a real number and, like, followed through. Because I really thought, man, this old nigga, he's pretty solid. Nah. He wasn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was not. 
got to be more careful, okay? No. Period. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you should be ashamed of yourself. All you people out here trying to be low, low on the creep, on the creep, creep. Y'all, if y'all pick this person that y'all want to be in quarantine with and spend your last one, pick her. Let the side hoes go in twenty twenty one. That's the crazy thing that people are still cheating like it's nothing, even during COVID. Like you literally. Like, not only can you bring back an STD to your wife or to your spouse, you can bring back COVID to your spouse and your whole family. And niggas still don't care. They're still out. Dotting and botting. Like, it's nothing. Yeah, we're going we gonna to end this on a positive note. We're going to say, you know what? To all the love please be in love and be present in your love. Yes. Don't step out for that love. Oh my God, there is this song. Do you guys have that song? For, um, it's called Side Piece. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh my God, I don't have the song. But y'all, I'm going. I, I'm going to see if I can find that shit. It's hilarious. It's like a blues song, I and it's Side Piece. I hate this song, by the way. I hate it. But it's like a real thing that everybody likes here in the deep. And if you're, if you just have the need that you are going to step out, just practice safe sex and please use a condom, please. And get your shit together. Go to counseling. (laughs) (laughs) Get your shit together. Get your shit together or just get a divorce. Maybe some people just have the realization, have the talk with yourself. Like, I just like fucking bitches. Like, I just like fucking with niggas. Like. I don't really want to be in a relationship. Just do that. Do you and have the best time of your life. Just be the single person that does whatever the fuck they want to do. And you don't have to answer to anybody. It is a lot of fun. Like It is a lot of fun. It you is. guys should go check out that song by Rocco going steady. <laughs> That's, it was like my ultimate song in Tampa, Florida. So check it out. It's a little ratchet, but you'll understand the vibes. Just be single. You, Don't drag anyone else into your your shit. Your shenanigans. Please, go check out Go and Steady by Rocco. Period. And if you're going to cheat, don't take all of them to the same restaurant. Oh, that's the worst, you guys. Worst. Be unique. Unique. God, and, or just like, don't, don't cheat And don't take it out back at Applebee's. That was like 2010. We have gone to better restaurants now. Please. If I'm going to be a side piece and I'm unknowing of a side piece, you better make sure I'm going to every five-star restaurant there is in America. Mm-hmm. Everyone. You deserve to pay whatever fat bill that is because you're over here playing fat games. <laughs> Not playing with you. And that's so, how Mary had a little have a good shenanigan, I would love to hear it because, girl, we have a good shenanigan for everything so we'll name this one uh put in the title shenanigans and email us and we'll be happy to read that on our next show yeah hey hospitality queens we out thanks Thanks for joining us again we out you episode five three oh five damn she's fine no she said three six nine not three (laughs) oh (laughs) five (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.